0: Hey, good morning, guys. Welcome back to Drive Time. I'm your host, David Drum, And as always, we are here helping you get just a little bit better each week uh, as a husband, as a father, as a son, uh, but definitely as a, a man of God. Uh, with me again this week is Riley Ross. Uh, guys, if you, if you missed last week... Um, not that you can't watch this week, but it's going to make so much more sense if you go back and you start with last week's, uh, because we're going to refer to uh, four B's and uh, um, it, it will help you greatly to understand what we're talking about and how that's tied to our identity as men. Uh, so Riley, welcome back. Thanks for being here again. Yeah. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. I'm excited to talk. So, all right. So as I just mentioned, we're, we're building off of last week with the, the four B's, uh, you know, the identity that we claimed on the ball field, in the bedroom, in the bar and the boardroom. Um, so what we're going to start this week, um, is really unpacking, uh, how we resolve that. And, uh, you, you would, you had mentioned that basically there there's four pillars of manhood that are going to help us combat those four B's in our life. Right. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yep. This, these four pillars are something that, you know, I, the, the word says is that, uh, the gift is greater than the trespass. So as some of you guys looked at, man, this is where I crossed the line. This is where I messed up. This is where I fell short is the word of God says that there's a gift that's greater than the trespass. So we're going to talk about these pillars because the, the ultimate pillar and the foundation that it was built on was Jesus Christ. And it said that the builders rejected it, which later became the cornerstone. So at the base of these pillars is obviously our faith, And our commitment to Jesus, because if if we're just trying to follow this as a self-help element, Dave, uh, um, you know, I I know guys that are each one of these uh, acronyms that we talk about. But without the foundation and the focus on Christ, it it really becomes very self-serving and self-seeking, just like the other bees were. Um, There's really no difference. You just have um, a lot more values and a lot more. uh, I would say you're you're probably that person that's a good boy in church, Mm -hmm. but you're not. And of God,
0: right? So, so where do we start? Where, um, I know we're we're leading into an acronym here. Yeah. Um, start us off with with the first the first pillar that's going to help us combat those those three Bs.
1: Yeah. So we, we always talk about in, in special operations. Th- there's these truths of special operations, and um, they're really powerful. I would tell you just as as a side note, go and look up special operations truths, and some of those are as quality over quantity. Um, humans over hardware. Like there's, there's a lot of these where that's how they operate their business and their life and their organization is with these truths. So these are truths that we talked about last week in Romans one, that at some point we exchange these truths for a lie. Mm -hmm. And so the goal is, is to look at ourselves in the mirror, turn around and, and walk in a different way of what we uh, examined last time. So the first one is, is the truth is, I was created to fight and I'm equipped for battle. Now, in case you were wondering, life is a fight. And, and the word talks about that, uh, that the weapons um, that we fight against the enemies that we battle are not of flesh and blood. And so the first thing we have to remember is as men and, and a man of God is the second that you said, Hey, I'm going to follow Jesus and I'm going to run after him. You created an enemy. You created um, this adversary, which, is going to accuse you of all the other things that we talked about and remind you of them as much as possible. And so what you have to to realize in this environment you created with this enemy is that you naturally then become a warrior or you become a victim. And so some Christian men just stay in that victim mentality. They don't know why things are happening to them. They don't know why they're having such a hard time. And I've seen a lot of men, Dave, as, as Christians just choose not to fight. And, and, you know, this is, this can be for women as well, but we're focused on men. But that first one is a W and it's a warrior. I am a warrior. I was created to fight. And I, not only am I created to fight because a fight isn't fair unless you have the right things to fight with. And right. the word this, it talks about in Ephesians six, it says, put on the whole armor of God. And it goes through that whole process of what it looks like, because it says you, you have to do this. So you're able to stand up against the schemes of the devil because he is there to kill you, to steal from you and just destroy this life that you're trying to walk in and create. Um, that's apart from the ball field and the bedroom and the bar and the boardroom or the billfold is that's the world that you did at one time, create. And now this new world with this new God and this new kingdom that you're walking in does that. And so you, you have to take on this truth as I was created to fight like the word says in, in Psalm 144.1, that it says, you know, that blessed be the Lord, my rock who, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. So not only does he, he give us this thing of a warrior, which is inside of all of us, he equips us for battle, but he also trains us to fight. And so we have to take on that mentality, Dave, because if we mm-hmm. don't really, we're in a fight, we become a victim. And so we've seen this all the time in culture with, you know, Hey, I'm a victim of my race or my circumstances or my, you know, my, my, uh, you know, my gender or whatever that is. And that's one of the enemy's biggest lies is to help us to realize, Hey, being a victim is easier than being a warrior.
0: Right. Well, and, and that's just, it. you you have to make that decision to fight right out of the gates because almost nothing else can happen. If you're not going to push back against what the world is telling you is true about yourself and you're not going to fight back with, with that understanding of the truth of what the word um, says is true about you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what's, uh, what's the, 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 the next pillar.
1: So the interesting thing is, is that Dave, sometimes I'm a warrior, but if all of us are just fighting this individual fight, we know, that that uh, uh, in the in the military they talk about a lone ranger as a dead ranger, um yeah. and so trying to do things on your own and trying not to develop in a team is a big thing so this this second pillar of our lives that's so important to understand this truth is I am built for hard times and I love at all times and and that understanding that I was built for hard times, so many of us think that, and we've been lied to and the enemy would lie to us and say, Hey, you know what? Christianity, once you accept Christ, then guess what? Life is easy. You should be handed everything. The prosperity gospel is yours. And guess what? And most of us are just dumbfounded by the fact that life is actually in some ways in a lot of shapes and in in so many forms harder than it was before. Hmm. But what I urge every man that's listening is it's worth it. It's worth the fight because then not only do we get to fight, but we also get to be on this team of other men. And Dave, you're one of those men who everybody can count on um, as an ally. And so that second acronym is, is you not only becoming a warrior, but you also become an ally because a great army that wins battles. Doesn't just have one or two warriors it has this allied group of people who all are running towards the same place and doing the same things that walk in the same standards. And it says in Proverbs 24, it says, By wise guidance you can wage war. And in an abundance of counselors, there's victory. And so we only get victory whenever we put people around us. Because so many of us are deconstruct our faith and say, Hey, I don't need the church. I don't need community. You guys are all messed up. And you know, yes, the church is messed up. Yes, men are messed up. But here's the deal: is that if if we're all fighting, we need somebody to help us cover our sides. You know, the phalanx and in, in the Roman army was so powerful because it was shoulder on one side and sword on the other. And so your sword protected somebody else's shoulder and, and somebody else's sword protected yours. And that's the way that we win this fight. And we learn how to become men as we learn. It's not just about us, man. We've got to be there for others. And Proverbs 27, you know, 17, always talks about, you know, one man sharpens another, but also in, in Proverbs 17, 17, it says a friend loves at all times and a brother is built for adversity. Right. So adverse times allow us as men to, to be loving and encouraging because we know that things are going to get hard for us. If you're a warrior, that means you're in a fight. And if you're in a fight, that means that the enemy loves to gang up on you. And so a fair fight is simply when you've got others in the Lord fighting with you and for you.
0: And and one of the challenges there is culture has created the, you know, you're in awe of these these lone ranger types that that seem to have it all together and they have it all figured out and oh man, I, I got it, I got it, I'll figure it out, I'll I'll make it work. Um and it you get separated uh, from, from your team. And that's exactly where the enemy wants you is isolated and alone, uh, because you're easy to pick off at that point. And, yeah, and then, uh, there's
1: so many, there's so many things in the culture you can look at Batman or Superman or iron, mm-hmm. like for the heroes, they are all like, they have a little bit of support. And then of course the coolest thing now is Avengers. But if you go back to the root of these, the lone Ranger and Zorro and all these things and, and white, American culture is they're all based on even even black culture with John Henry and some of the others, like there is men who just did all the work on their own. And that's what we value is this incredible gifted man. But we know this, it says that there's victory behind a, an abundance of counselors uh, uh, behind people who are going to help us get there. But man, we value that lone element of, of being a man so much. Don't we, Dave?
0: Yeah, it's, that's awesome. Um, so let's move on to, uh, um, the third pillar. I I'm, I'm loving this conversation. Yeah.
1: So, so the next part is, is that warrior and ally are great. And what that really shapes us into Dave is that shapes us in an opportunity to be a leader. And at Cape Christian, um, leadership is, is at the paramount of that, you know, pastor Corey and I uh, have, have been friends for, for, over 20 years. And and one of the things that we've realized is that as we learn how to be warriors and allies for each other, God put us in places of leadership and, mm-hmm. and the place of leadership. Then if you think about it, all these areas, even if you're a professional athlete in the ball field, there's an opportunity to be a leader instead of just being about yourself in, in, in the, in the bedroom. Like, you know, even if you start out in the wrong and you had sex outside of marriage and you had a, a child outside of wedlock, like then guess what you God gave you a gift of a child and the gift of a woman and, and hopefully a wife. And so you get an opportunity to be a leader. And so that's the next echelon, the element where the Lord really has us progress into this thing where it's not about us and it's not just about our buddies, but it's about for the betterment of people who aren't warriors or aren't, are, are choose to be victims. And those that are also just struggling in life that are, you know, the sick and the wounded and the overlooked and the poor and the widowed the Bible talks about, that's what manhood is. That's what Christianity is, is it's being a leader and being the advocate for others. Um, and so we know, and we talked about leadership. That's all your podcast is about. So I, I don't need to go into details. Just listen to all the other ones. Dave's done up to this point. <laughs> they're all really about leadership, but there's, there's these big things that, that we see and Philippians talks about this and and the and so it goes into, it says their God in Philippians three, 18, 19, it talks about they're headed for destruction. Their God is their appetite. They brag about shameful things. And they think about only this life here on earth. So you can be a warrior and ally. And if you're not leading, then you're lacking in so many ways. So the truth is out of this, Dave, and, and this is probably the hardest one, I, I think for me in my heart, and this is where I'm at and trying to be a leader in a different arena is engagement is more valuable than entertainment. That's so, good. so in order for me to be a leader, I have to be way more engaged than I am just trying to be entertained. Right. And so I, I, I remember, um, when I first, I've, I've got five kids and, and after, after the second kid and we got old enough, um, you know, I go to the playgrounds a lot in the middle of the day. And, um, because I, my, my, my hours were bookended with work and what I did. So I, a lot of times in the middle of the day, I'd go, and what I'd see so many times um, and I'll never forget this instance, I saw a dad who was sitting at a park bench with his kids at the park and he was sitting there playing a video game and his kids were having fun, laughing, enjoying playing with my kids. And this guy, I, Dave, I, I had to refrain myself because all I wanted to do is go over there and just grab his phone and just smash it on the ground and say, listen, man, you're missing life. You have to own the three feet in front of you that go outside of the six inches that you've got a phone in your hand, Dave. Like, mm-hmm. all of us if the, the word talks about the, the, the Lord leads us to our own devices, if we choose not to just engage in the environment around us. And so, so many of us walk past homeless. We walk past people who are struggling and we, we choose to go to the next form of entertainment. Let me go talk to my buddy at the water cooler versus talking to the person that I know, you know, just got demoted or the person that just got let go. And so the world needs men who are engaged because what we do is I see dads who, who just they, they work really hard just to entertain their kids when they come home. So they put them in front of the TV or they they have them go play you know, a sport or whatever, because then it becomes an entertainment for them. And now their kids are entertained versus us as men, as dads, as husbands. We have to be engaged in the environment around us. We have to own this space that's around us versus right in front of our faces with our phone and our computer. And and if I could take every one of you, um, right now, I I would take your phone and smash it and say, listen, like engage more in the environment instead of your device.
0: Well, and it's impossible to lead if you're not engaged. So one, if if you don't allow yourself to become, uh, engaged in what's going around you and with the people around you, you're never going to have an opportunity to lead them. So you're, you're absolutely right.
1: There's nothing worse than a disengaged leader because it's a title and it's a position without any, any portions of what it really takes to lead.
0: Right. That's good. So where
1: do we, where do we land at with this fourth pillar? Yeah. So, so we said warrior ally leader and the last one, and this is the culmination of, of what the word says about us and what we need our identity to embrace, which is we are a son of the most high God, which means that we have royal blood running through our veins, that when we choose to accept Christ and we choose to say, God, I give up my life. What he says is just like what happened with the prodigal son, which, which happened when Jesus got baptized this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. And that respect and that honor that we talked about in the last episode, Dave, that's the thing that changes us so much from the inside is being accepted. And we're accepted into a family. You can be a warrior, not necessarily being a family. You can be an ally, not necessarily being a family. You can be a leader, not necessarily being a family. But in order to be in a family, you have to have royal blood running through your veins. And when we accept Christ, it's the infusion of his Holy Spirit that comes into us and allows us to become kings. And kings are so vital to the kingdom.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So many of us think that, hey, we get to be kings in heaven, but he says, my kingdom come. That's what Jesus prayed when he taught his disciples. He said, my kingdom come, my will be done. Or God, your kingdom come. So that means that if there's a kingdom coming, we need kings to rule and to reign over this. And he gives us authority. He gives us the opportunity to do that, Dave. And, and what I would say is, is that so many of us, the truth is, is we need to understand is that kingdoms last longer than empires. Mm. Because we try to build these empires. Some of us are super successful businessmen. I'm learning this side of my life and I'm trying to build this empire, but here's what's going to happen, Dave, is if I focus all my energy, my efforts towards that, it's going to crumble. We can look at stories of Enron and, you know, Best Buy and all these places where these empires, these moguls of, of each one of these, you know, things have, have landed and we've seen it fall. We've seen, we've seen empires, you know, uh, the Chinese empire, the Russian empire, we've seen, you know, the Arab empire. We've seen the the Israeli empire fall. But what we know is that God gives us an opportunity to be Kings and, and we don't become Kings. We become co-heirs of Christ, which means that we don't become bigger than God. Those are other religions. And that's a whole lot of other confusion. We don't need to get into today, but mm-hmm. we need to, and it says that everyone, it says in Matthew, it says, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them, may be compared to a wise man who built his house on a rock it says that they do not fall and they do not come to any sort of destruction because they built it on the right thing. They built it on the thing. That's the truth and understanding that that empire. And then it goes on in Matthew 16, it talks and discusses, I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven and so when i step into a place as a leader and i say hey i'm, I'm going to take ownership over that then it's hey in jesus name this doesn't this doesn't happen in my house in jesus name this doesn't happen in my work so we not only can become engaged because engagement is is just being an activist and that's what we see in culture a lot of times is mm-hmm. there's no ownership there's just activity but in order to really, really take on this identity of being a man of God, is we have to take ownership of that. And that ownership is understanding that we're a king and we're a co-heir of Christ. And we have to build the kingdom way more than we try to build our empire. Because what we know is that those plans are futile and they will fall. So what do we
0: do with this? We, we've got our our four pillars that obviously are designed to, to um help us deal with and, and resolve the issues that those four B's that we talked about last week. So where do we go this week as, as we look into this? I mean, it doesn't have to be, you know, one specific point because obviously we're talking about four different pillars here. Uh, is this a progression? Do we need to start at, at the W and end in the K is, is this a simultaneous thing? What, what's your thoughts? How do, how do we, how do we, um, address
1: this this week? going forward. Man, you couldn't have teed that up better. But if, if following along, like W-A-L-K, warrior, ally, leader, kings, is the Bible defines this in Proverbs 24. And this is what I really believe is a Christian man is. It says the righteous and the wicked both fall down. So everybody falls, everybody makes mistakes. So some portion with all those bees in the bedroom and the ball field, the bar, bank account, boardroom, like we all fail. But it says, regardless of severity, the wicked's fall keeps him down for good. Mm. So he stays down in that pit and then he tries to find his way and he just sinks lower and lower and closer to death. But it says the godly man gets up again and again. And it doesn't say run and it doesn't say sprint. It says walks. And, and the only way that we can walk this thing out is steadily daily And consistently, and the word talks about this in Galatians five, and it goes into the fruit that happens from when we walk. It says that if you walk by the spirit, you won't gratify the desires of the flesh. So are we going to gratify them at some point? Yes. But do we have to do something about it? Get up, repent, confess to one of your brothers, be an ally to, to your brothers when they struggle, be a warrior and fight for those things that, you know, lead in your family, engage in them understand your ownership. And then it goes on in in Galatians 525. And it says, if we live by the spirit, let us also keep in step. So the two things out of that is we have to, first of all, get up and walk, embrace any or, or, or each of these identities of who we are. They're four pronged and they're multifaceted for a reason is we can always be working on some of them, Dave, or one of them. But then we turn on and we say, Hey, if we do this, we have to keep in step with Holy Spirit. So the first question out of all this is, Holy Spirit, which one of these areas am I lacking? Which one of these areas do I need to lean into you and, and, and do this? Because it says if we walk by Holy Spirit, then we won't gratify those areas where we struggle. Then we, we've, we've come to failure in, in, the past, in the past. And that's how we do this, man, is we have to walk. And, and usually when you walk, it allows others to walk alongside of you. Usually when we walk, it allows for us to observe the surroundings that are, that are all, you know, in front of us and, and behind us and that surround us. And when we walk, it allows us to listen and to learn at a pace that we can, um, you know, that, that we can almost, you know, feed off of and feed into.
0: Man, this is this is there is so much information today. There is so much good and useful information. Um, I'm really enjoying it, and my like my wheels are spinning. uh, But I I love the question, the you know the that prayerful approach of not me trying to figure out where I should start. Not a a bullet point fits everybody. This is the progression you follow. It's just that prayer of all right, you know, God used the spirit revealed to me, like, what is the thing that is going to move me forward? What's the thing you need? You know, do I need to, to realize I'm in a fight? Do I need to realize that people are looking at me as a leader? Do I need to, you know, um, you know, become an ally and just support some other people for a little while and and glean from them as well. Uh, or is it just that acceptance of I am who you, you say I am, uh, in that kingship role. So there's just so much to it. And, and really that first step is probably different for each of us, uh, listening today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think just to go back to those truths, that's what I stand on. And and if you go back and you listen to Pastor Corey's message about um, ab- about just our mind and winning the battle of our mind, he talked about these affirmations and how he started to write these affirmations. And and what's funny is that God was walking me through similar times, things at the, at the same time as Corey. And these are parts of my identity that I've just always spoken over as I was created to fight and I'm equipped for battle. That's how I'm a warrior. I'm built for hard times and I love at all times, and that makes me an ally. I, I realize in my life that I have to engage and find it more valuable than being entertained so that I can lead the way you asked me to, Lord. And then I need to build a kingdom versus trying to create an empire. And if I can walk by those truths, Dave, it simplifies what seems like a lot. And when you say those truths out loud, I would encourage you to do that is just say each one of them. And if there's a little bit of like, that seems fake or that doesn't seem true, that might be the place where the Holy Spirit's just pricking you to say, hey, you need to, you need to say that more. You need to believe that more. And I'm going to expose you to more opportunities to have that be more of your identity versus it just being some affirmation that, you know, you throw on the wall. and It doesn't seem like it sticks any day of the week is keep saying these truths. Keep understanding that we're walking. We're not going to get out ahead of you. Dave's going to walk you through stuff. Your church is going to help you. And you put men around you to equip you to fight the way you're supposed to.
0: And that's really good. Riley, um, our, our time unfortunately is up because I feel like we could just keep going with this. Uh, but I just want to say thank you for, uh, spending a couple of weeks with us for diving into what is really at the core of, I think a lot of issues for, for men who are struggling right now, because they're, they're either not able to identify, uh, where their identity is tied to in those four B's or they have it yet to really embrace that those four pillars, uh, that we talked through today. Uh, but, uh, thank you for your, your wisdom and insight as always. Um, and gentlemen, uh, we'll be here again next week, the new speaker and a new topic. Join us again for drive time.